Do you remember the good old days when all you had to worry about was getting your homework done and getting home before curfew? Before you had to worry about jobs, projects, working, when you could long for a summer vacation and a winter break? Well, this is the podcast for when you realize that life can be hard. Hold on one moment. (sighs) Finally, he's gone. Last thing I need to hear is him plugging another podcast. Come take a listen to my show, Adulting Ain't Easy, every other Wednesday on the Journey into Comics Network. The following, the following, is a Journey into Comics, 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 Journey into Comics Network, 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 Network Production, Production. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 19 of Poor 36 of the podcast that covers topics of importance, at least in my personal opinion. Now, on last week's episode, I talked about spoilers because I was Liz and I were trying to work our way through Game of Thrones and try not to be spoiled, and we accomplished that feat. I had a spoiler blocking app on my phone to block Game of Thrones spoilers, and I went into episode 5 unspoiled. There was a few things, but no major plot points, so... I consider that a win, so I was able to uninstall that. Then I watched episode 6, the finale, live with everyone else in America. Which is what I want to talk about today, and that is on finales. Specifically, series finales. We've seen a lot of finales this year, kind of in more ways than one. We know that we're getting, in 2019, we're getting, obviously we had Avengers Endgame, which was the end, really the end of the first of the really the end of phase. I know Spider-Man Far From was technically the end of Phase 3, but I really think Endgame ended a major development. Obviously, we'll see what that movie brings later this summer, but for all intents and purposes, 2018 is the end of a good chunk of entertainment in our minds. We've seen, on this side, we saw the end of Endgame. We saw the end of Game of Thrones. We're going to see the end of the Skywalker saga of Star Wars this December. Um, a show I don't really watch, I know a lot of people were into, was uh, The Big Bang Theory ended after like 12 seasons, 13 seasons. So we're seeing a lot of endings, and it brings to mind what people don't particularly like about endings or what they're very passionate about is when people invest a lot of time into something, when it doesn't go their way or it doesn't go in the way they hoped it would or assumed it would or it gave all intention that it would they get upset and i think we've seen that a lot i remember how many people got upset just a couple years ago with uh star wars the last jedi it had a lot of it was very divisive and had a lot of hate regarding the ending and people said um this movie should be uncanonized essentially it should be removed from the canon they should remake it they should do something different because um they kind of spit on the grave of Star Wars, so to speak. People were very upset, and some people loved it, and it just kind of moved on from there. It kind of ultimately done. There was a even a change petition to change it and remove it from the canon. I even found that when I was looking at stuff today. But really, it's just entertainment, and when entertainment doesn't go your way, you feel like it robs you of something of your investment of time because you spent time following. Like if obviously, if you for in the Star Wars case. That was episode 8, and you've watched 8 episodes, plus read maybe companion material, played the video games, and you had your own, or even explored the 
uh, the Legend Saga, the expanded universe that's not really canon anymore. But you had your certain thoughts of like, oh, this is where we're going to see Luke in the future. And when Luke wasn't like that, people got upset. And sure, there's understandable, but at the end of the day, it's just a movie. It's just a form of escapism that we all seek for in the world that we live in where it seems like everything we're around is more and more negative and we're looking for something to kind of get out of our own heads and enjoy something. And when something doesn't go that way, it brings you right back down to reality. And it can be upsetting. I'm... Don't get me wrong. I didn't particularly like the How I Met Your Mother ending, which is another TV show that I think had a very divisive ending. Obviously, the they spent the whole last season of the show in one instance in time, and then in the last episode or two, they sped up to the future and introduced a character to then, uh, spoiler alert, which it came out years ago and people still talk about it, the mother died, the person they're leading up to believe, and that's it. And it... I mean, I still go back to that show all the time, and I've watched that ending quite a few times now. I think the only episode I really kind of skip over is the one where Marshall's dad died, and I just, I don't care to go through that just because it's so gut-wrenching. Much more than the mother ever was, just because you weren't as invested in her because you only knew her for, what, a half hour, 45 minutes, really, with her combined screen time. And, yeah, so it brings us to Endgame. I guess I'm just moving through things that I think were... Endgame really wasn't divisive, though, so I don't know really why I'm bringing that up as an example. Um, I think I'll probably expand out. There's a couple I'm going to get to later. Endgame was one where some people didn't like certain facets of it. They thought it was too humorous. They made jokes about things that should have been more serious, and though everyone for the most part, enjoyed the ending. There's things that left a bad taste about it. And I think people just want more of something. When we're given a finale, we know there's not some... There's not another episode. They can't... Whatever they do, they can't make up for. They can't... Oh, they did that? Well, maybe next week. No, there is no next week. That is that is what you're given. Like, obviously, if you saw at the end of Endgame, if they went in a whole another direction and could have been like... Like, if everyone died, or they chose not to bring everyone back, and it was just, nope, that's it, we're doing it this way. People would be rightfully upset, but... I still think it's just, you gotta not think. Like, the, the movie doesn't owe you anything. The TV show doesn't owe you anything. It's delivering a show that it's proud of. It develops it on its own. It creates it in a room and then decides to share it with you like it or not that is what it is no one's going to go like well they didn't like it let's let's do it differently it's not a broadway show that does weeks and weeks of tech performances and practice runs to see if they need to refine anything yes i know you're going to say oh well they do test screenings of movies to see if they need to cut things differently and yes that is true that is something that does play into but the overarching story, they're not going to entirely change just because... Like, we saw... You ever think when the movie goes back for reshoots that... Oh, there was something majorly wrong. We saw this most famously in Justice League, which... Apparently was another beast entirely before... Um, Zack Snyder left and they brought Joss Whedon on. And we saw that uh, some elements of the story, some introduction that they led up to in BVS and into certain 
aspects of Justice League that didn't really get the payoff that some people wanted. And we've seen since then there's been a major course correction. But that still doesn't... There's still not really... Like, this this mythical Snyder cut that people keep talking about isn't something that we're ever going to see. You're seeing a rough draft of a movie that's that we saw finished. Just because it went in a different direction doesn't mean there's a perfectly cut version that you can be like, oh, this is what it should have been. There's not like, well, we had this one, and we have this new one. There's, I don't know, I think people just get too worked over things that they have no control over, and the fact that you think you can sign your name into a petition to have it changed just seems foolish. Ultimately, you can just pay with your pay with your pocketbook. If you don't if you don't like it, don't watch it. If you think you're cheated, okay. Like obviously Game of Thrones. I've I've seen obviously with other Game of Thrones, people were very devised it it, it divided a lot of people. There were a lot of people like myself who enjoyed it. Um Obviously, it didn't blow the doors of anything, in my opinion, though it literally blew the doors of a lot of things in episode 5. I wasn't wowed by it, but I wasn't disappointed by it either. It was, I think, just fine. Like, which people don't want a finale. They want it to be powerful. They want it to have... They want to leave a closure that feels majorly impactful. And it does... It closes the door on a book that... It's still not completely finished. Obviously, these books are adapted from a novel written by George R. R. Martin, or a series of books, that they're too forthcoming. Where the books left off, Jon Snow is still dead. And we've seen all that's happened since then in the show, but that's still not story. That's someone's adaption of that story. And yes, you can say that George R. R. Martin did tell the ending to the creators of the show, and we could be getting the same ending, but we're also going to get two books to tell, what, three seasons? Four seasons of a show? So I think we just need to relax. Yes, I can understand the outrage. Yes, there's things I thought in the show that could have been done differently. Yes, I felt like that there was a... that it felt a little rushed. There was talks of time travel because certain characters get from one side of the country to the other in minutes as opposed to in earlier seasons where it took days where there's literally Arya journeying north took months and months which always happened to miss major events like the Red Wedding and um seeing Jon and all like you just seem to happen to miss all of these important aspects and in the last season it seems like Everyone was able to get to King's Landing without... Seemingly, they all hopped on a plane and flew right there without missing a beat. So, yeah, I, there's things that I wish would have been done differently, but I, by no means was I outraged or disappointed by that. I called it. I've said from the beginning, I don't want someone with Targaryen blood on the Iron Throne. People laughed at me, and I was right. Sure, I was probably joking, but it is what it is. I think people just wanted their own version of the story. Everyone was... No one was going to be happy. I think I posted on this is that it was a line used in the final season was that no one's very happy, which means it's a good compromise. What I think is a good button to put on the end of that show. The, at, the end, at the finale, by the time the credits rolled, people 
no one was particularly happy, but no one was... I feel like no one was particularly upset either. It was just there. Like, it didn't... I never, no one rage quit. No one quit halfway through. But, like, this is garbage. I'm sure there's some people that are like that. But I feel like for the most part, if you took everyone's reaction to that and you pulled it up, it would probably rank middle of the row in terms of a finale. Sure, people loved it. Sure, people hated it. Sure, people felt okay about it. I'm in the like to love it. I very much enjoyed it. But I'm also a different... I didn't watch the finale live and then have to wait the two years before season 8 started. Between season the finale of season 7 and the beginning of season 8. I finished season 7 about a week ago and finished season 8 from start to finish between like... Over like five days. So maybe that changed how I felt about it. I didn't get a chance to stew and think about what was to come. I read the books before I watched the show. I don't remember a ton about the books at this point, and certain things I thought I knew about the books, I think I've been influenced by watching the series, but I think it's just fine. I think we just need to relax and move forward and know that, yes, there's other things you can do to occupy your time. Unsubscribe from HBO is possible you can do anyway, regardless of how you felt about the finale. Some people just paid for HBO just to watch Game of Thrones. The same reason they'll resubscribe when Westworld comes out and then unsubscribe as soon as it comes out. I think HBO plans for that. People tune in for a civic show, and when the show ends, they get out. That's the same. That's the reason HBO doesn't do like the Netflix method of dropping the whole season at once because people would pay up for a month, watch all of it, and get out. This one, they at least get a couple months of your money, or people pop in and out. No one can just get the seven-week trial or the seven-day trial and not pay for anything. Because these shows aren't cheap to make. But I guess with that, let me move on to two articles I pulled up here that I think are pretty uh, important things that we can talk about. And this is based after... Uh, since I'm recording this on Monday. After last night's finale, um, these are the... The best and worst TV series finales of all time. Actually, before I get to that, I wanted to read... I did pull up this petition, which, as the time of recording, is at 1,321,860 signatures out of 1.5 million. So that's pretty impressive in the days it's been running. And the creator of the petition threw his two cents in about it. So I'm going to go ahead and read that here and take with it what you will. So it says, as the petition approaches a million... This is dated here, edited. I figure I should give a real update and explanation. I made this petition some few days after episode 4, The Last of the Starks, aired. I was just so disappointed and angry. It was simply me venting a bit. I posted it to Reddit, hashtag free folk on... And it got nowhere, and I shrugged off, and then went on a day had forgotten about it. A week later, a co-worker caught me before I was leaving for the day and said, Hey, is this you? The petition has almost reached 500,000 signatures. I was blown away. I had checked that thing for a week. Look how far it has come. I haven't heard from anyone HBO-related. I don't think people can reasonably expect HBO to completely remake this season or any part of this particular series. Keep in mind that the prequel spinoffs cost a fortune to shoot one episode, and I think most owners understand that. Will HBO lose gobs of money over this? Probably not. As Heath Ledger's Joker once said, it's not about the money, it's about sending a message. I think this message is one of her frustration and disappointment at its core. There is so much awful crap going on in the world, people like me need to escape into things like Star Wars and Game of Thrones. We fans invest a wealth of passion and time into this series. I've been watching regularly since season two myself. I've read all of the books and eagerly await the next two. 
I love the story, and I like most of you. It was crushed to see how the last season and season seven, let's be real, had been handled. Is Andy going to come to the madness in the books? Probably. Is Arya going to kill the Night King? Well, he doesn't exist in the books as of yet, so maybe. Is Jamie going to sacrifice his entire character arc to go embrace Cersei? I doubt it, but that's GRRM's decision. The issue I have is not necessarily with that. We got it. It's how we got there. A rushed, laughably inconsistent mess of season fraught with cringe-inducing, arc-slaying dialogue and everyone is stupid syndrome. We expect that the books will describe a more sensical path towards the ultimate conclusion that we'll see on Sunday. No pressure, Mr. Martin. D&D adapted these books in the beginnings, and it became one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Don't can doubt their talents there, but they soon became tired of the series and rushed to the end. They were doing the show and its fan a great disservice. I feel for the actors and actresses too. I'm sure some of them are happy with their arcs, or perhaps are just happy to be done with the series so they can move on. But I'm also sure that many are disappointed with the writing of their characters and the plot here in the end. They put their souls in these characters, and they could be every bit as disappointed as we are. No one can question the talents of the casting department and cinematography and music and costuming and the CGI team and all those technical fields that went into keeping the show such a beautiful spectacle through the end. They deserve all the accolades they can get, and the petition is not a comment on their contributions to the show. In closing, I didn't make the decision to be an entitled whiny fan. I made it because I was immensely disappointed and needed to vent. Do I have a solution? I've got plenty of ideas, but no, I'm not a Hollywood writer, but you don't need to be a mechanic to know your car is broken. Thank you for... Uh, to everyone for signing this silly thing, I will post another update if something tangible happens. Valar Margolis, Dylan. Um, he posted a million, when they reached a million updates, he said, no word yet, folks. I want to keep this update as the main link. You see the petition since it clarifies the main post much better than any follow-up. Promise that each will contact me with any word at all. I will share it here as a whole new update when I can. I'm not paid off or paid anything, and some people suggested, and I did not receive any money from the donations made here. Thank you again for the support and kind words. Our is the fury. So, yeah, so that's, that's, that. So, I don't think, I think overall I kind of enjoyed this season. Sure, people wanted the Night King to be more of a factor, and he really only had, got big for a couple episodes, and sure, people thought the payoff with Arya learning how to swap faces didn't play out, or the whole thing that, your bloodline doesn't actually matter. People were upset by that. I, I get that. But I feel like seeing people get the endings that they deserved, even if it's not the ending that you wanted them to have, I think justifies the show and makes it a right and just ending. That's, again, that's my personal opinion. But let's see what people say are the best and worst TV shows of all time. So, there's like the anticipation, expectation, and dread that surrounds the finale of a beloved TV series. This year, two of the television's biggest shows of all time, Game of Thrones and The Big Bang Theory, said goodbye in the same week. Both tried to satisfy in their final hours, but only Big Bang truly succeeded. Sometimes, no matter how much you love what came before, the series can miss on its last swing, leaving a bitter taste for years to come. In honor of both series saying goodbye, we ranked the top ten best and or the top ten best and five worst finales of all time, from golden classics to recent travesties, and yes, Game of Thrones. So. The best. Number one. Six Feet Under. Six Feet Under was always about facing our own mortality. It was, after all, about a family-run funeral home business. And the near-perfect finale faced the great beyond head-on in its excruciatingly beautiful last sequence, which flashed forward to the deaths of all the main characters. Predictable, tragic, or absurd, six, every series finale that uses the flash-forward techniques owns a great debt to Six Feet. New Heart. As twist and self-referential as modern TV has gotten, no one could possibly pull off a twist as shocking and meta as the finale of New Heart which perhaps better remembered 
than the show itself. After Dick Luden, played by Bob Newhart, is hit in the head with a golf ball, the show cuts to Dr. Robert Hartley, Newhart's character from his previous series, The Bob Newhart Show, waking up from a dream in a bed with his wife. All eight seasons of Newhart set in a Vermont inn were Hartley's dream. Not even Westworld could do better. Then you have MASH. In a poignant, emotional, and still top-rated finale, the seven-year run of MASH, eight years longer than the Korean War it depicted, came to an end as Hawkeye Pierce and most of the rest finally went home. The sometimes dark final episodes, which manages one last war is hell moment, perfectly captured the spirit of the series. The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Just thinking about that loving final hug is enough to make any Mary Tyler Moore fan tear up. The finale ended in the sad, inescapable way in many jobs in the world would do. The new owner of WJM fired the entire TV newsroom, except Ted, and the former co-workers came together to say goodbye. It felt realistic and emotional, just like one the most of the series run. Battlescar Galactica, number 5. The finale to the space epic seed where Lost and Thrones failed. Finding a way to use the spiritual and divine to answer its mysterious while making a profound statement about the nature of humanity. Sure, some are still angered by the uh, the deuces machina, convenience of the messy, benevolent god gilding the humans in silence alike. But the relationship between creators and their creations was always the central tenet of the series. And even though the humans and the Cylons gave us technology to start a simpler life on Earth, the flash-forward to modern robotics also emphasizes the show's themes... All this has happened before and will again, so say we all. The only bad thing you can say about the Sopranos finale is that it pushed the saturation of Johnny or journeys, don't stop believing, to the breaking point in the years that followed. Some fans didn't take the open-ended cut-to-black finale of the mobster drama, which didn't reveal whether Tony Soprano lived or died, but his life was too nebulous to be resolved so cleanly. Number 7. The Americans. The beautiful finale episode which found Philip and Elizabeth return to the Soviet Union after they finally figured out their secret was perfectly suited to the series. They left behind their unwitting son and their comrade daughter. Oh, and their comrade daughter leaves them. This isn't close to a happy ending as the series could offer at once surprising and deeply satisfying. The Shield. Not every series about an anti-hero is interested in comeuppance at the end, but even if it did, no punishment would be as perfect as the one served to Vic Mackey in the final episode of the police drama. Mackie ends on his own version of prison, wasting away at an office job far from the action and adrenaline he craves. Cheers. Sam's true love was always at his bar. The Cheers finale isn't nearly as happy or funny as many subcom exits, but its wistful tone worked for the bittersweet episode the gang couldn't stay at the bar forever. Number 10. Breaking Bad. Like any figure so tragic and Shakespearean, Walter White couldn't survive the end of his story. The cancer-ridden chemistry teacher turned drug kingpin had finally admitted his Malicious attacks were purely for pleasure, but was able to at least partially redeem himself by helping Jesse, one of the people he hurt the most. Which brings us now to the worst. Number 1. How I Met Your Mother. The finale of the long-running Young Friends in New York sitcom was legendary. For all the wrong reasons, the episode finally introduced Ted to the mother of his future children, and then, in a series of flash-forwards, proceeds to kill her off and have Ted rekindle his relationship with Robin after she divorced Barney. The show not proven that Ted and Robin were a bad couple many times over, and it not set the entire last season at Robin and Barney's wedding, we might not be able to pull off this ending. Instead, it marked a classic example of a series that mapped out a plan from the beginning, but shouldn't have stuck to it. And you know they did, because they used... They recorded this the final scene with those kids at the ages they were in, like, season two, and by the time we reached the ending... So, you know, they did stick to it. And I personally like the show, like I said in the beginning of this episode. Uh, Number two, Seinfeld. 
That's it. The decision to end the beloved sitcom about a group of New York misanthropes by putting them in jail for being bad Samaritans is now 20 years old, but age hasn't helped it. I liked Seinfeld. The ending, yes, was just a way to bring all the characters back, and it did have a weird ending, but you know they got out the move forward, and I think uh, Kirby Enthusiasm did give a kind of reunion episode of the show. Number three, Lost. A show that wove as many mysteries into the fabric as its supernatural drama did was always bound to satisfy some with its conclusion. But the easy schmaltzy way that the series gave everyone a perfect happy ending in the afterlife was the worst choice. Number four. So obviously Game of Thrones isn't the worst, but it's still not the best, according to this uh, USA Today uh, article. Game of Thrones, though... Wounds of the Controversial Throne series finale are still very fresh, so maybe in a year or two we won't look back so harshly on it. But sour series finales rarely get better with age. Just ask the three that top our worst list. The problem with the Thrones finale is that it offered a perfect fairy tale ending for its characters, betraying the realism and unjust world the series spent eight years building. A happy ending rarely works on TV dramas, and it especially didn't work here. Number five, Dexter. The serial killer drama started to decline long before its much derided finale. But it didn't help the soften the blow of Dexter's bizarre decision to fake his own death and take up life as a so somber lumberjack. Interesting. That's what one, uh, one article had to say, and this brings us to the Esquire article, which is where I'll end this episode. And that is the 11 most controversial TV finales of all time. So we've seen the best, this is more of the worst, which I think there's going to be some overlap. Like, so it says, Nothing hurts television lever worse than when a really solid show doesn't stick the landing. On the other hand, nothing draws the fans out like a series finale that splits the fan base. That's where the most controversial series finales come in. The pop culture installments that are, if not more, infamous as the show that spawned them. With the Game of Thrones finale on the horizon, so this is a little dated. And a steep decline on viewer satisfaction on Rotten Tomatoes. The Big Finish and King's Landing Winterfell is bound to turn some heads, but can it compete with, say, an imagined world in a snow globe? Below are the 11 of the most controversial television finales of all time. Seinfeld. With a reported 76 million people watching, Seinfeld remains one of the most watched series finales in history, but its big finish left its fans deeply divided while the gang went to jail after witnessing a carjacking, but the real selling point was a laundry list of people who returned to act as character witnesses for these terrible humans. Some fans loved the finish, others regarded it as disrespectful to both the characters and the intensely loyal fandom. Nevertheless, it remains a pivotal television moment and Larry David made bank. Dexter. After eight seasons of following Dexter Morgan his problematic compulsion to kill, the series took a strange turn aside that the only way for Dexter to get the ending he wanted, he would need to go live in solitude in the woods as a lumberjack. The big finale twist felt underwhelming and half-baked for a show that pushed the boundaries so often. Even Michael Seale admitted in an AMA on Reddit that he experienced sadness when reading the final script, which is generous actor speak for disappointed. Instead of taking a big narrative swing, Dexter took a swing for a tree trunk, the creative decision hit viewers the same way, with a thud. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs was ABC's white-collar uh, paleo... paleontological? Paleontological, yeah. Play on the sitcom boom of the 90s. Follows in Claire Family, the series told the everyday story of a dinosaur family that typically ended with humor. Though the series took a few swipes at social issues throughout its four seasons run, none were more bold than its final move. After the dinosaur people of Earth took the planet for granted, a massive storm was triggered, effectively ending their species forever. Babies and Claire and all, the series finishes on a zoom out from the single car with ominous music playing before breaking to a dinosaur newscaster telling the world goodbye one last time. Didn't really know that it ended with the uh, meteors that killed all the dinosaurs. That's kind of interesting. 
How I Met Your Mother. Any How I Met Your Mother fan you speak to is likely to still not over the botched finale. Proof that an intended finale isn't always how you should stick your landing. The titular mother appeared in the final season only to die soon after. After years of will-they-won't-they they between Robin and Ted and Barney, honestly, the narrator of the series finally leaves his post of narrating his whole life story to his kids and goes to be with the woman he's supposed to be with. The move didn't make a ton of sense, with the most viewers having given up on Ted and Robin reunion. The Lord's beloved series is an almost universally despised finale. I still liked it. That's my two cents. Lost. Perhaps the most controversial on the list. You either love the Lost finale or you hate it. There's not a lot of in-between. After six seasons of unanswered questions, polar bears, and time travel, the final few episodes seem to have been all reason. Viewers held out hoping that the series finale would answer the dangling questions. But all it led to a church and alternate timeline where most of the survivors of the doomed Oceanic 815 reunited before moving on. Some interpreted it as them being dead all along, others considered it to be a touching message about the power of humanity. Most were just pissed about the polar bears, but the whole series ended on a quiet shot of the beach, deserted and lifeless the day of the crash. Mad Men, one of my favorite shows, but a finale that I think probably did sour some people. The portrait of a mid-century white-collar America had its ups and downs moments, but remains one of the most critically acclaimed shows of the 21st century. The final season came to a close, the women of the 1960s ad world continued to hold the show together while Don Draper fell apart. While finale on on the horizon appeared that Don was all but deconstructed, and yet the series' final moment suggests that he, the enter bounces back, turning his near breakdown into an advertising genius. Some said it was a perfect finale, others argued it resolved it resolved Don's story too quickly. Either way, we're talking about it. The Office. This one is a toss-up. The back and forth of whether Michael Scott would return for the show's final season concluded clouded an otherwise perfect season. After missing season 8 and popping in and out through season 9, the series eventually learned that having Michael swoop in one last time in the end was definitely the right move. After a few uneven seasons, the final episode served its purpose. Risen the best employees that Dunder Mifflin ever had. The finale is less of a controversy and more of a much needed smooth landing to a very rocky descent. Roseanne. Before her Trumpian turn, Roseanne Barr was responsible for one of the greatest sitcoms about the working class in television history. The series dared to be provocative, not because it was a gimmick, but because the subjects it tackled shined a light on what it was like to be blue-collar in America. But after the bizarre lottery win, Roseanne took viewers on a massive final episode roller coaster, revealing a 10-minute monologue from Roseanne Connor that the family's patriarch had died a couple seasons prior and the integral parts of the series were fabricated in the mind of Roseanne. A motherly attempt to write her family the way she believed they would be happiest. Finale swift viewers with a good number of them staunchly opposed to the narrative twist. I think they did undo that in the reboot, before the second reboot after that. Uh, Sons of Anarchy was always fated to end tragically, but no one would have guessed that it would have hit them as hard as a truck. No, literally, Jax drove himself directly into a tractor trailer a la City of Angels, but with more motors and leather. The Hamlet-inspired series caught a lot of fans off guard in its final episodes. This is why you do their readings in high school. With the savage murder of Gemma and the gruesome final scene, Jax knew his only way out of SAMCRO was via death, but viewers weren't having it. The Sopranos, which I think another one said it was one of the best. Uh, it was the cut to black that made HBO subscribers panic and fear the television had cut off too soon. Don't stop believing in soundtrack, the final moments of what may still be HBO's greatest creation. But the big finish for Tony Soprano didn't scratch an itch for everyone. The series of the fate of the mob boss up in the air with a hard stop, making people 
fiercely wonder if he lived or died at the hand of a few different people. Some Sopranos fans call the movie genius, others call it bullshit. Saint Elsewhere Ah, the original controversial finale. After six seasons, the prolific hospital drama alluded to the idea that the entire series and all its groundbreaking storylines took place in the imagination of an autistic boy. In a final shot, he is holding a snow globe and inside a replica of St. Eligius Hospital where the series took place. The small legion of superfans were vexed. Had they really been played? Was the whole very realistic medical series actually just the manifestation of autistic boy's mind? Was there something else deeper? Turns out they just got played. And those are the 11 most controversial TV endings. So, I think there you have it. I think finales can always disappoint some fans, and I think we as viewers can just hope to find a show that grabs us. And I think even if the show had a sour ending, if you found enjoyment in 95% of the show, I think that's your own reward. I think the last 5%, if it doesn't stick the landing or doesn't give you the hope that you wanted it to have or give you the ending that you longed for, you still enjoyed the show getting there. Sure, the people who said that up to season 7 of Game of Thrones was great, but season 8 really ruined it for them. You still had 7 great seasons of a show about a fantasy world that helped you escape your own life. That helped you get out of your own head for a little bit and enjoy the life of fantasy world involving dragons and white dead zombies and a family and gave it the true heart of a story that was really set in a fantasy world. And... With every show that we watch, we know that there's always going to be a finale, whether it comes with a sudden cancellation, like we saw with those Netflix shows, that Marvel Netflix shows, or whether it comes from a sitcom that we watched. Or Liz and I recently watched the finale of a, a show of Speechless, which was about uh, a lower middle class family and their son with cerebral palsy and his story from high school to his graduation. And they were setting up stage for college for him and it obviously got canceled before that but it was still a powerful show and it still ended in a way that I thought was rewarding yes I wanted more but I didn't hate the journey just because the destination wasn't something I wanted and I think that's what we got to keep in mind as we watch these shows is that we're not we shouldn't only focus on the ending sure the ending is important but I think it's the journey that we take to get there that makes it all worthwhile if you watch the finale of a TV show without watching any of the episodes, it's not going to have the same impact. It's like the people who went and saw Endgame without seeing all the other 22 films that led up to it. The endings are just, some, in some aspect, the payoff for the journey you took. But it's not the only thing, like... I don't know. That's just my two cents, but I think that's a good way to end this show. So I want to thank you guys for listening. If you have any thoughts, feedback, always reach out to me on the socials. Um... I know I've been bad about posting. I'm just I'm bad at that stuff lately, it seems. Just life during the day gets a little out of hand with my job and everything else. But that'll do it for Poor360 for this week. This is episode 19. Episode 20 is a milestone episode. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about yet. But stay tuned and we'll figure that out together. As always, I am Andrew Poor. You guys have a great week. You've been listening to Poor360. You can find us on the socials at Poor360 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us and all the other podcasts on our network at journeyintocomics.com or early access at patreon.com slash journeyintocomics. You can find us on all podcasting platforms like CastBox, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and many others.